Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome again to the Suya podcast. And today we've got an exciting series for parents, for parents to be, for caregivers. My name is Kemi Sade. And today I have with me an, an extraordinary woman, super woman. In fact, I call her octopus woman. As fellow would say, African woman, super, super woman. Um, and she's a dear friend of mine. Her name is Morenike and we call her Reni. That's our very fancy name for her. And the reason why I call her Octopus Woman is because from the, from how many years have I known you now? Um, God. Maybe 17 years, yes, probably. absolutely. She's always been up to something. And when I mean, you know, one of those friends that you have and you're like, how far? And she's like, I just had a degree. I just went to the moon. I just went to the gay whale. I just went on a submarine excursion. <laughs> She's one of those. Oh, yes. Uh, and I'll tell you why I call her octopus woman. She has so many accolades. In fact, her accolades, I want to be her hype woman. So when she goes around, I'll be like, see person. So I'll start with the fact that she has a diploma in childcare. Bam. Drum rule. A BSc in child psychology, bam, two. Postgraduate in applied child psychology, theory. She's a qualified lecturer for, uh, be hyping yourself now. I don't know what to say to you right now. <laughs> qualified lecturer, yes, I said that. She's a graduate in law. That one is recent. That's in 2020, 2019 stroke. 20. That's a recent one. She, uh, in fact, it's a lot. Owner of Eden Mobile Crash Services, if you're in the UK, shout out to that. What's up, what's up, what's uh, she's up? the owner of uh, D&D Boys Shoes, an online shoe store. That's like five or six, bam. She's, she owns an app called Childcare Central App, where you can find DBS child practitioners for those based in the UK. You can need to check that out, Childcare Central App. That's like seven or six. See why I'm calling that octopus. And then she's an author and a writer as well. Wow, wow, wow. Exactly. Where did you find all this information And she's writing from? more books. Ah, wait now. Ah, I'm hyping you. That's why I said I need to be your professional hype man when I follow you everywhere. So author and writer. She's written how many books already? Well, I've written five, four coming out this year. See, can you By see why I call Grace. her octopus woman? Then she's now says and then hmm, she has three children, not one, three. One, two, three. To God be the glory. We know them. So that's why I call that's why I say she's always busy. Every so you can count 17 years. If you count each year it took or each two, two years it took her to achieve all this. And she had three where she had the space to open leg for children, I don't know. But we will get to now that. God do them, now God do them. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. But most importantly, she's been an amazing friend to me. So that's where I want to start from. I always like to start from how I met people so that um, actually it's really just for me to honk my horn to know that there are amazing Nigerians out there. For people that always say, oh, Nigerians in the diaspora, some people are tricky. You can actually meet amazing people. And for me, I have been blessed to meet amazing and not so amazing people. But either which way, I have met a lot of amazing people. And Rennie is one of them. I met her when we we're still doing hot babes in London hot everywhere. Babes, yes, hot yes, babes. yes, yes. And I met her through her husband now. Um, our husbands were our boyfriends at the time. So we've all come a very long way. 
Um, and she's definitely one of those friends who has been consistent. There's no, I can't even pose with her because she'll be like, what's wrong with, she's actually one of those friends that when I'm talking, she'll be like, why are you, why are you saying that? Can you just calm yourself down? Yeah, she's my reality check friend. Literally, I love her to death. And we the respect we have for each other as friends is amazing. I've seen her grow. I've seen her and she's actually always inspires me. So I always know that when I have to call Rainy, I have to check myself because I know she will ask me, how far with this? What have you? Why are you not doing that? Why have you not seen the world? Her new thing for me is to try and get me to see the world, which I love to travel, but I always have an excuse. So definitely I've, I've learned a lot from that. Um, so... Today, since you now figured out all her accolades, which means we're talking about parenting, and I'm going to call this parenting big questions, right? Because we're all Nigerians and we all kind of have one story or one time capsule of our growing up that we wish never happened or could have been better, right? So with Rennie, we are going to be bringing like a new list of life to parenting because she's skilled, as you can tell, from parenting or child psychology, literally. And her mantra, and I remember one thing, I'll say one thing that I learned from you. I remember when, our, when at least my son was maybe about two or three and you said something about, you know, you can apologize to your child. And I was thinking, which, why would I apologize? And you said something that you should always have it in mind to be willing to always say, I'm sorry to your child. And I held on to that. I know I, I revolted that day thinking, why am I apologizing to, it's, it's, he's in my house. I'm feeding you when I tell you not to do something. But, and the way you broke it down, I really was resist. Not that I didn't realize that I needed to apologize, but the fact that you actually come down to your child's level and say, I am sorry. It takes a lot. For those that think, oh, it's easy. Well, good for you. My tolerance level is like a minus 1,000. Maybe now is on zero. I know zero. you too well, so I agree. <laughs> and I would say that maybe now is on zero level. So you can imagine if it was in minus 1,000, now it's in zero. But you're still a loving mom, I know that. We will get there one day. We will get to like a level 10, but now we're in zero. So, but then I remember holding on to that. And I would say even now that my kids are much older, it's me Consciously having that has helped in so many ways, especially in times where I've gone from zero to 1,000 words in like one second because I lose it very quickly. Um, but the fact that you always realize, for me, I've realized that, ah, do I, I don't want the situation to escalate to where I have to say I'm sorry. It gives me a moment to pause because we always have those moments. So this would now bring me to a thought-provoking question or conversation where I will start with, and you can chip in whenever you like, so for me, it's when I reflect about the power and the effect of past parenting, which means maybe some of the things I grew up thinking was okay, or there's always something that you've repeated. We've all done it. And we said, I swear when I grew up, I will never do such these things, or I would never say such a thing to my child because you know how that made you feel when that was done to you at whatever stage in your life, whether um, you were much younger or your teenage years or in your twenties or just before you got my, whatever it was. And you swore that you never do that to a job, but guess what happens? Suddenly one day it's like a wow. Your mother's voice or your father's voice is literally just crashing through your mouth, like danger mouse. Anybody that remembers danger mouse, remembers how danger mouse. That I cartoon. remember danger mouse. <laughs> so it would just come crashing in from your mouth and you, you're catching yourself like, yeah, 
Oh my God, why, 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 why? So why, the question I want to ask Renee, why is it very hard, especially when you're caught in that heat of the moment to avoid repeating what we experience as kids? Like why, why is that hard or why? Because I know it's learned behavior, right? So it, for some reason, as much as you swore never to do it, it registers somehow in your brain and the right amount of pressure just needs to be put there and they repeat it. So how do we avoid or catch ourselves? Because sometimes I used to have this thing that most, well, it can happen sometimes. But once I find myself doing that danger mouse move, like, ah, I'm like, Chai, that's my mother coming through or that's my father coming through. I'm just like, well, let's run with it. We will deal with it later. Let me just, let's just dive in. Absolutely. But most importantly, that's because I've recognized it, right? But then I refuse to do something about it. So how do we now not repeat the mistakes of the past? And do, because sometimes we always think that, oh, my parents did that to me, didn't damage me. Really? Did it or did it not? Or did it give you a different mind shift? So Absolutely. Thank you, Kemisade Olori, for having me. <laughs> we call her Olori Bangbola. Queen, queen, queen. For non-Yoruba non people. That the means queenie, queen. wearing a queen, but we yes. thank God. Thank you for having me. And we're looking forward to greater things together. Yeah, as yeah. I always say, we rise together. Yeah. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, going back to the question, I think for me, it's down to habits and behaviors. And if you've lived, you know, our parents, remember they are role models, that mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. They're the first people we see in parenting. Mm -hmm. So for them, if we, if we didn't learn mm -hmm. anything else, they're, they're the people we're going to be cupping, except you make it intentional. Intentional is registering in your mind mm -hmm. that, you know what, I don't want to do this. And when you make it intentional, then you now become habits and it now becomes behavior. Like what you said is like, you see yourself is like you, you registering yourself that I'm about to do something that I told myself I'm not going to do. So is it that I'm going to stop it or I'm going to just roll with it? Mm -hmm. So that's the intention. So the intention is either you stop it or you just say, okay, I'm going to roll with it and I'm going to try to correct myself mm -hmm. the next time. But if you keep saying, I'm going to collect myself the next time, mm -hmm. if you keep saying, I'm going to correct myself the next time, mm -hmm. then when will they actually stop? Hmm. So that's why I said it's behavior and habits. So when you, will it stop? When will it stop? If so that means when I'll stop doing it. When will you stop doing it? So Chai. it's you saying, do you know what? I'm going to recognize that I have to do something about it. I have to be intentional. I have to change my habits and I have to change my behavior. But I have to start now. Because if you keep postponing it, what happens when you procrastinate? You keep procrastinating even parenting, your parenting skills. Wow. So, yeah. So it's habits, behavior, and intentions. Hmm. Right. Okay. So if you're saying it's habits, in, intention, habits, and... Behavior. Behavior. So if I... Pro, so let's say, for instance, I procrastinate and I know that, okay, there's something I do to... Let's say, aka, the very common Nigerian thing, we shout. So let's... Yeah, we shout a lot. I am a villain. When it comes to shouting. In fact, I have a master's PhD degree in shouting. But what made me stop was not because my kids said to me I was shouting. My chest started getting tight. Old age. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> You're growing old. So literally, you, I, I'm about to raise my voice and I have this tightness in my chest. 
And it was one day my body just said to me, oh, Holy Spirit, God, infinite, said to me, you will just die, simple die. Just because you're shouting. And what message are you passing across? Now, I remember, so I'll give you an example. And I think for me, it wasn't even just that. Um, years ago, years, years ago, I was at a function and there was this little girl, cutest little girl I could see. And every time her mom mentioned her name, the girl must have been like four thinking about it. Now, I didn't have kids at the time and I didn't get it. She would, she would shake. She would shudder, right? Anytime an adult called her, she had this, like a jerking, uh, like, you know, when someone is scared. Jerking reaction. And I didn't, I didn't, I was just like, what's wrong with this? She was the cutest, smartest little girl ever. Um, and then at that function, I realized that her mom was the shouting type. Right. And I thought, wow. And the moment I, my shouting was beginning to become like a master's degree. I had that. It was like a flashback. Is that what you want to turn your children into? So I'm not saying I don't shout, but it, it, uh, it graduates. It's not just bam. I would have warned them. (laughs) You people are trying me. You this my offspring because that's what I call my beloved offspring. You are trying me. Give me a moment. And then I call them my chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> so my beloved offspring, almost times I call their father, the owner of the person that donated them to me. And say, come and carry your people. So with the shouting, I mean, for me, I think my own, as you said, to identify it first was, why do I shout? Right. So for me, I think I realized that I, number one, I hate repeating myself. So I find that the moment I have to repeat myself, which if you hate repeating yourself and you have children, that's like oil and water. It can never work. It's literally like wearing a snow kit into the desert. You will be frustrated, right? So I realized that I don't, and I still don't like repeating myself because I feel like when I say something once, or even when someone says something once to me, I kind of catch it. Yeah. But that can apply to everybody. So for me, the frustration starts with, I say something once. The second time, I raise my voice just a little bit. By the third time, I've lost it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I now realize that why am I projecting what I, my expectations on them? Because one, they're children. So Absolutely. you will repeat yourself like 100 times. Absolutely. Just because they're just wired in a way that I, uh, yeah. yeah. And that's it. Um, I think for me, you mentioned that Nigerian parents, we like to shout. Mm-hmm. But I will say shouting as a parent I always say it's raising my voice so that you can hear me because when I said it the first time, you didn't hear me. Mm-hmm. It's cross-culture. So right. every culture at one point, every ethnic ethnicity, every, you know, across the human race, parents mm-hmm. raise their voices right. to their children. Mm-hmm. And I say shouting, some people say shouting, I would say it's raising your voice hmm. because of... Did you hear the posh way she called it? Raising, raising your voice. Raising my voice. You're raising your hmm. tone of voice. Wow. So, <laughs> because, you know, repetition, children, it's all about repeating because of, remember, they're growing up. Their voices, you know, their brain, their understanding, it's all about growing up. So, unfortunately, you have to repeat yourself with children because when you do, I wrote a blog about repetition, repetition, repetition. So it's all about repeating, repeating a behavior you don't want to see in them, telling them over and over again. I don't want you writing on my walls. Rather than you writing on my walls, go to your room, pick up a pen and a paper 
and explain, do whatever drawing you want to do. I'm not mm. saying I don't want you drawing over the place, but the repetition is that they are learning that behavior that, okay, I know mommy said or daddy said I can do whatever I want to do, but I am not, not drawing on, on the wall. Oh, yeah. Well, so it's all mm-hmm. about repetition. When that happened in my own household, I'm not sure I spoke that way. Let's just not say what I did because... Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a typical thing. Oh, I know. I mean, in Nigeria, homes or, you know, as I said, it homes across the country mm-hmm. or wherever you are in the world, children have scribbled. I call it scribbling on the wall. Mm. We say writing. See, child psychology. <laughs> that one is story, auntie. Don't bring scribbling. You across. are destroying my wall. You're not paying my house. No, but bill. that's the thing. They don't understand it. And in my part of the world, they'll say, ah, omodelonche. That means it's child that is doing him. It's child that is doing him. He's doing child's play. He's acting child's not play. Not on my wall, look. But that's why I went to B and Q to buy paint. Of course now. Paint. You know how much a gallon of paint is? 16 pounds. <laughs> For the small expensive one. now. See, me, I was even talking about So, you know the quality ago. of the painting uh-huh. you want now. There's 36 pounds, there's 100 pounds paint. Uh-uh. So, you cannot be... So, yeah, but the thing is that if Take you your... don't repeat it over and over to them, mm. that I don't want you drawing on my wall, you can draw on this paper, you can draw on... And you provide them with what they need to draw on. So, the reason why I don't want you drawing on the wall is because of that's not what the wall... That's not what is meant to be doing you understand children, if you don't teach them, if you don't repeat the instructions to them, hmm. and that's the thing, you can't do a child that you've not started telling from the age of, I would say, I think they tend to write from the age of 18 months, they start scribbling. That's yeah. a skill. They have yeah. fine motor skills. They start scribbling from the age of it. If you don't start telling them from that age that no, don't write on that, write on this. Then you think that by the time they are five, you want to start. They've learned that behavior. They've repeated that behavior over and over again for the past three years. You haven't told them they shouldn't. So suddenly you're telling okay. them, uh-uh, I don't want you to do that. They'll be looking at you that, share, is everything correct? Okay, so what you've just said now, so you said repeatedly telling them not to do it. So how do you now go from, maybe in this calm way, I don't know. If you're a very calm parent, please email suyapodcast at gmail.com because I want to know how you went through these hurdles. Those are parents. Well, I won't call them those. I would just say very, some people are very, they have a very inner calm. There's oh, a Jamaican living you inside them. You don't want to come to my house when I'm on that high tone of voice. Not shouting, but on that high tone of voice. My hand is not shouting. It's just madness. I, I miss if I know. But where you go from <clears throat> repeatedly telling them, as you're saying, I'm assuming that maybe that's how you handled it. I didn't handle that. It did not come with a calm conversation. Sometimes it came with a little tap on the hand. And I'm saying tap just for reasons so that I'm not... We're in a country where, especially... So the reason why I'm saying this is because we're now in a country where it is termed as inappropriate, illegal now for you to smack your child, right? So when you've told a child, 18 months old, let's even say, or two, because I remember... My daughter was too, my son never did that, but when she was the one that likes to uh, cross boundaries and decided two times to turn our wall into her... A drawing board. Uh, and what's that artist? Picasso. A Picasso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, the first day I saw it, it was not a, please don't draw on the wall, here's a piece of paper. I didn't do that. I tapped her on the hand. Tapping is a coded word. If you're Nigerian, you understand what I'm saying. I tapped her on the hand, Right. She let out a cry. I took all the uh, crayons away. 
literally mine is i just packed it up till yes. today play-doh does not exist in my house because of that uh, i packed now? it up so why yes now? i try to kill that picasso uh, spirit uh, creativity mm-hmm. come on so uh, uh, again as that was my the af the nigerian me the nigerian because you. i remember obviously maybe doing things not like that but things similar to that and that was the end of the opportunity to do that because that was probably how my parents knew how to deal absolutely. with it right? absolutely absolutely this is learned behavior mm. then the second time it was her father that caught her it was <laughs> yet another tap tap tapping on the hand and on the buttocks right yes and after that, she never did that again. But he had a conversation with her. Absolutely. And I think that's the key yeah, point. He had that conversation, conversation at two. I think that. he, he yes. showed her all the walls. He walked her through the house and said, these walls are not for drawing. For drawing. You draw on paper. Absolutely. And then he took the crayon or Absolutely. whatever it was and then pointed showed it, to, it exactly. to the paper. I yeah. was not that patient. Yeah. And I think that's the word you said, patient. I think the thing is, because you said something, she did it twice. The first time you used tapping, you didn't even have a conversation with her. Code, code word, so, code word. If we say tapping. I wasn't EG, here. You know. I wasn't here. So I'm taking your word literally. I'm taking it literally that you tapped uh-huh, into what she needed to do. <laughs> so it's what you're telling me that I'm just yeah, taking. Yeah, it was tapping. So because you didn't have that conversation with her, you didn't say, okay, you know, this is not what I want you to do. Oh, this is good. It, and that's the thing. It's your learned behavior. Mm-hmm. And this is what, you know, people might say, that, oh, what's she talking about? Oh, blah, blah, blah. But I will say, before I started having children, I have been practicing in childcare as a professional for five years five, mm-hmm. six years before my own first biological child came. Mm-hmm. So I had enough time mm-hmm. to practice with other people's children, if I would say that, mm. put in my profession. So when I had my own child, the behavior I've learned, the way I've seen parenting from my aunties, from my uncles, from my mom, from my dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, fortunately for me, my dad was a, did a bit of psychology as well. Mm-hmm. So we saw some of those behavior. I saw some of those behavior in him in being calm and everything. Mm-hmm. But all the experiences I've learned, I've had six years to professionally correct them am i saying Ah. my emotional parenting don't come out of course but the thing is that i've unlearned that behavior wait sorry let me pause she said emotional parenting that's just fancy word you know people that have degree too many degrees your inside parenting the one that you are born with that will come out your natural uh natural yes your real self keep going so, I mean, and that's the thing. I've had that years to mm-hmm. correct it. Mm-hmm. So when I see a child doing what they're not meant to be doing, my experience of knowing my tone of voice to use to send that message. And I will say, as you said, your first didn't do it, but your second did it. Those are two different personalities. Yeah. You, every child has their own characteristics, right. their own personality. So a child, a child you might tell once, twice, you know, that, that child get him, gets it immediately. Mm-hmm. But another child, you might tell him three, four, five, six, ten times. That's my daughter. So, I mean, but the thing is that you know your child's personality. You know, okay, I want to nip this behavior, mm-hmm. but it's going to take me that long. Right. But I know that every time I talk or deal with this behavior, the consequences of the actions that this child took will raise up to another level. Right. You know, and you know, the thing is that, you know, people say, oh, what kind of consequences will you give a child? Okay, a child that is drawing on the wall. You know, you tell the child, uh-uh, 
mommy has told you not to do this. I told you to draw on the paper. If you do this next time, I'm going to be collecting your coloring from you or your paper from you, or you wouldn't do something for, Mm -hmm. and a child that loves creativity, a child that does, and you need to ask the child, do you understand why do you, why did mommy or daddy said you shouldn't draw on the wall? But for a two-year-old. Oh, you have a conversation. I mean, I'm just saying this, a conversation with a two-year-old is, oh no, not on the wall, on the paper. Right. No drawing on the wall, we draw on the paper. And you ask the child, of course, by God's grace, a two-year-old should be able to say one, two words. They will be able to say no. They'll be able to say yes. I don't think I said that. I think I said, that's not how they draw your father's house. <laughs> your, go to your father's village and do that. Not in my house. You know, we cannot take the Ibadan <laughs> out of you. Even though you are in the diaspora. I said, go to your father's village. They've colored everywhere. <laughs> and it's not unusual. As they always say. <laughs> Meaning your father's house. Or Ile, yeah. Your mother's house. Babe, Lombawi, or you know, that kind of a thing. So, I mean, but as I said at the beginning, it's, on learning certain behaviors right. or even if you, it's habits. Right. So it, in those things, you have to catch yourself. It's not an easy thing. And as I said, it has to be intentional, an intentional act that, okay, I want to find a better way of making my parenting better. Right. Because as you said, you said, oh, some things we learn. Some people will say that, oh, ah, you know, they did this to me when I was growing up. I've seen it so many times. Oh, I didn't die. You know, I didn't yeah. die. No. Yeah. And I, I always tell people that at the point they were doing it to you, think about how you felt. Right. That's very, that, you know, okay. Think about how you yeah. felt. Because I remember, you know, I remember maybe when I was at a certain time, maybe my, oh, my mom was very strict. You know, she was very, when she was doing some certain things or my dad, when he did it, or my aunties, when he did certain things, I'll be like, oh, I hated it. Even thinking about it, I, you know, but people say, oh, you survived it. Oh, oh, cool now. That means you didn't die. Right. But the thing is that think about how you felt at that moment in time. Yeah. And do you want to actually let that child go through through those feelings? Right. So that brings me, it's good that you said that because that brings me to my second um, question or thought-provoking make we think I'm thought-provoking uh question is now how do we help our children label emotions or um get the idea or a sense of their own feelings because as much as you're trying to correct your child which happens a lot when you're parenting is a lot of correcting going on because it's you're pretty much trying to mold the child guidance exactly so as much as yes maybe a child has done something and you've gone through your checks and balances. Okay, why am I upset? So for me, where I've said, the reason why I shout and go from zero to a thousand is because I hate repeating myself. But as much as that's, yes, it's a feeling that I have. How do I, it's because these things happen in a split second, right? You might even be in a hurry to go somewhere. Whatever it is, you know how the home dynamic is. How do we help our children now label their emotions or get an idea of a sense of their own feelings? Because you have to also know that, right? You have to you know have to, feelings. And there's one thing that I remember you always said that, your, even your newborn baby has feelings. And I remember you saying that and I was thinking, well, this rainy has come with all this hard child psychology or something, right? But oh, it is yeah. very true. Even newborn babies have their own feelings. I remember my daughter, even when you say winning her, when you are too slow with the spoon, she had this <laughs> look on her face like, what? Please. Can you just hold Why? Can you just put the thing? And then she refused to open mouth. her mouth because you took too long, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. That was pretty much at six months old. So that tells you that children do have feelings. Now, 
We're not, because I know a lot of Nigerians will be rolling their eyes. I'm like, please, all this Oyimbo parenting. Oh. We're not doing Oyimbo parenting. We're trying to take the good from our own style of what we think our parenting style should be as Nigerians. And we're also trying to adapt in an environment where, yes, your child's feeling is valid. Because the moment you start thinking that your child's feeling is not valid as a parent, I feel like you start to think you own them. I've always had this notion that I don't own my children. Yes, I gave birth to them. Even the Bible says it. Exactly. It's a blessing. They're a blessing because it's a gift, right? When someone gives you a gift, you don't throw it in the bin. Absolutely. You don't put it in, you don't you don't put it in the toilet. You don't put it under the sofa. You don't sit on it. You Absolutely. Don't, you don't put it in muddy shoes. Absolutely. You care for it and you bring it out at the best times that you want to yeah. use it, right? Yeah. That's the same idea I have for children. And I feel like once we have that idea or we constantly tell ourselves, my child is a gift so therefore i have to look after that gift absolutely apart from fe feeding and clothing them sending them to school those are the basic that's that's what i need to do of needs. exactly yeah. they didn't ask me to lay on my back and have them that's what i need to do absolutely. they don't owe me anything mm. but what i do owe them is to make sure that emotionally physically spiritually they are grounded as mm. much as I can. Now, I can't awesome. give that if I don't have that. Absolutely. And, and if I, I don't recognize yes, that yes, as well, yeah. right? Emotions are, emotions are very, very complicated mm -hmm. in the sense that for you to be able to identify your own child's emotions, you need to identify your emotions mm. in the sense that you should be wow. able to. Because, I mean, you know, parenting is, you, it's a human being you're raising. You're raising a human being. That thought is you very know? scary. And it's not about, you know, they say, oh, Nigerian parenting or, you know, parenting is across because you're dealing with a human being. The way parenting is in Brazil is the way it is in Spain, is the way it is in the US. The only thing in the US and the UK is that they've done research into how can we better treat these people as human beings. Because when I, when you know, I mean, I haven't studied... You know, we studied how the UK treated children in the 1800s and the 1700s. They, the way they treated children, children were working in factories. Yeah, children were children were working in factories from the age of 10, mm -hmm. you know, from the age of 13, from the age of eight, you know, the way they treated them, they treated them like, you know, they, they smacked them, they property, hit them, yeah. you know, property. So... It's because of the research that has gone through it over the years, the repercussion mm -hmm. of how it's affected right. these children psychologically, mentally, the adults they've become. That's why, you know, in you say, oh, the English way or the British way or the American way, but it's not, but it's just the research they've done. So going back to the emotions, as a parent, you need to identify your own emotions before you, you're able to tap into that, oh, Something is wrong with this, my child, you know, or, you know, this, my child is the way I'm, I have to repeat myself. One of my children, organization skills is not what he has. Right. He hasn't got organization skills. So what I'm trying to say is that when you as a parent identify your own emotions, you'll be able to then focus on your child's emotion. Like you're saying is like, oh, um, you know, you, you don't like repeating yourself you that you don't like repeating yourself but you have a child that if you don't repeat yourself the child will not do what he or she is meant to do nada so you are the adult now so you have to know that okay this is my child though me that i don't like repeating myself i need to repeat myself okay maximum 10 15 times i can't make that one <laughs> 
forget please no, I now, can't starting point now I, so as you as you and your child now add, understand add, yourself now at uh, 10 Voltron is already happening no, uh, no you are the adult mm. you have to like okay this is my child 10 it's not like you'll be repeating uh, uh, wait now you start you say at least I can repeat <laughs> as they grow older it will repeat it will be getting lower and lower and of course as they grow older the consequences will be getting higher you understand what I mean? So they mm. know in my house, my children knows that when this mother says something once that I will do, they know that she's going to do it because I might be quiet. Or I would say, oh, I've warned you once because of, you know, my own now, they are now teenagers. They are, you know, they are getting into teenagers. Wow. So they know that it's taking that years of them knowing that they will just say, oh, mommy, please. I'll be like, I told you before you hadn't so it's me not that i have not repeated myself so many times oh right but because they now know that maybe for their father oh, is a different story oh. but for me the moment i said i would do i will take i would they know that my action my word follow your actions follows my action right so those that's the understanding of our emotions right there right so you know what you've just said that because with this sort of topic everything just kind of spills into each other where you said that your word follows your actions so even let's go back to the foundation, because this is also for people that maybe are just having children or their children are still very young, whatever phase you are. The moment your child realizes that you just keep saying the famous omajegba, which means you'll get a smack, right? You say that to a child at two or three so many times and you still nothing, but then you just keep shouting because what I've also realized or the question I want to ask is, is discipline really shouting? It's not. No, it's not shouting. I, I well, oh, has already said quietly, raising your voice. So ra <laughs> raising your voice, raising your voice. Let's let's bring it back. So discipline your child is not raising your voice and giving idle threats or just threatening them. Right. <clears throat> because I also feel that the moment you constantly tell your child, oh, I'll do this to you, do that to you. You're actually threatening your child. And for me, the moment I realized that I did that, that broke my heart. Because when you threaten your child and then your child goes to school and someone does the same thing to them. And then you now start to react that, oh, my child does not do this or react. You've already broken the child down in the house. So there's no point repeating that I'm going to do so Absolutely. and so or you get so and so punishment, mm -hmm. but you don't follow through with it. Even even the re repetition without action is it becomes like, oh, the child just here is as a noise. There you go. You understand? It's just a noise. Oh, oh, my jagba. Oh, my jagba. Zoom. As you said. Oh, I'll take it away from yeah, you. I will take I'll it take away, that away from, from you. you. Yeah. So they're like. It's a behavior they've learned from you that, oh, this woman or this man will say it so many times, but they don't even know when you're going to lash. And that's what happens mostly in the Nigerian setting. You said it so much, but it's become so much noise that by the time we lash out, it's like, even self, the neighbors might, you never but say, Nisuru, as they said, be patient. Hey, right. Leave this child alone. Because of you repeating has become a noise that your child doesn't, you and your child don't have in sync because the child doesn't know when this mother or this father will react. Yeah. So in the sense that when you say you're threatening your child, and that is why sometimes in school, our children from Nigerian heritage or Nigerian ethnicity, sometimes when people threaten them, they don't react. Right. You know, when because people say over and over, maybe children say things over, other children say things over and over again to mm -hmm. them. They don't react because they've gotten that feeling from home that, oh, somebody can say something and no action will follow. Mm. 
because of your parenting, maybe they've heard it so many times. So it's very important that when you say something, and I even myself, I catch my husband on it. I'll be like, what you're saying, you know, if you're not going to do it, just forget it. Don't say it. So does that also now reflect to our past parenting experience, which means that's probably how, what some of us learned, right? So it's a learned behavior. Absolutely. And we, as much as we tell ourselves, whether you tell yourself consciously or subconsciously, whatever way, I'm not going to repeat it. You find yourself repeating, repeating it. the same thing. Yeah, because remember, your parents are where you learned your parenting from. True. If you didn't go through the, you know, the professional manner or you got a, somebody teaching you in a good way, mm-hmm. or maybe you saw a teacher in your primary school that you were close to that you saw the way they reacted to children. So it's it's not unusual, except, you know, you read books about parenting. You know, there's so many books about parenting. now, And of course, I would just say I have five Five of them wow. out there somewhere. Yes. No, one, one is out already, long time, but four coming in. But I mean, you read books, you mm-hmm. you watch documentaries, you watch, you know, and I would have to mention the church as well might play a role because some of us have the Christian faith. Some people have go to mosque. So those kind of practices, even if it's not good, if some of them are not good, you still take them on board. If some of them are good, you take, right. because you don't know where else are you learning it from, if not from your parents or your community in general. Right, right, right. Yes. Okay, so how do we now get our children to have their own sense of feeling? Because now we've gone through you identifying maybe where your own, uh, what's it called, ratteries kind of parenting, literally going around the same circles, right? So how do we now either help our children identify their own sense of feeling or we help build their confidence? Because if you if you are helping your child this with their sense of feeling, you're also building their confidence, which is also Absolutely. self-esteem, right? Absolutely. So which means, e.g., I always like to give examples because then that, so... Um, I remember hitting, we've just talked about this before we started recording. I don't like beans. I, I don't like beans. I barely cook it. So I don't like it. And when I realized why I don't like it, I would date back to 1985, 86, something like that, where you know that you're eating beans, but maybe the house help, the maid, whoever it is, or an auntie or, or mom, Absolutely. they're picking beans and you are hungry. And they are, it looks like they've been picking Pitching these beans it. all day for them to cook it. And with children, things that take 30 minutes would look like four hours. For, yeah, it probably didn't even take, Did maybe it, it took 10 minutes. Yeah, but for so me, it yeah, was absolutely. hours. I was always hungry. And then it had a smell and I didn't like it. And then because I didn't like it, obviously they fried it with plantain. I would eat the plantain. But then I was a very slow eater. So the beans, they would partition it in my plate. My, my mom was actually very patient when it came to things like that. <laughs> They will partition it maybe into 10 sections and be telling me to eat it. And it just, I just did not like beans. So I vowed that when I grow up and I, and I have my own house, uh, no beans, no beans cooking. Where, no beans cooking. I don't like beans. Now I will eat the famous ewagun. When I'm buying fresh bread, the, I get gave fresh bread. But you won't cook bread. it, you go and buy it. Then. Mm-hmm. Because just the thought of it, Your childhood. it brings yeah. a flashback. Which is what I'm, I'm getting to a point here when, I'm, when I come to telling stories. Because I like to do a side-by-side. This is a podcast about being Nigerian, right? A side-by-side for you to identify what certain issues are. Because if you don't, you find that you're either repeating the same thing yeah. or you're overcompensating for it. Yes. Right? Yes. So yes. you either completely throw 
so I'm not saying throw away our Nigerian no, beliefs. No, our culture is important. But sometimes you yeah, find that if you don't, ones. if you don't deal with where your own flaws are, yes. you, I can completely decide to just throw away the Nigerian culture and just mm. overindulge in mm. every other thing that I believe is not representing what um, I'm trying no, to hide yes. from. Right. Yes. So, which means, where do I now fit in with beans? I I don't cook beans. My children, yes, I can. Yes, I, you can flog me for it. They don't eat beans. You don't eat beans. I don't force them to eat beans. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is even though I didn't like it, I was made to eat it. Yes. Now, date back to my child who all of a sudden likes, I don't know, baked beans. And then one day mm. he's just like, I don't like baked beans again. Mm. Or it could be any other type of food, right? Yes. Now, I have learned that I don't want to make maybe two different types of breakfast, maybe on a weekend or three different types of dinner. Mm. Where do I now identify or give my child a sense of feeling because as a mother you okay let me give an example of you've just come back from from work yeah or you guys have been out all day yes. and everybody's hungry you just need to make something and mm. then one child says well no me i don't like it the way i did and yes. my mom was like well it is beans and dodo today yes. Yes. you are yes. eating it oh yeah partition it in 10 eat yes. one side and you eat yes. the second side and you don't get a smack yeah right so i've now realized that okay i don't want to probably so that's it. Ma- so that seed, but mm. I'm also not going to make three or four dinners. Mm. Nobody has time for that. Please, let's I, just be honest. Especially if you have more than even if you have one child, you don't yes, want to make two different yes, dinners. Yes. So, uh, my friend, you better eat what eat. I make or yes. not. So, where do we now? Where do I now consider my child's in saying that? Okay, I, I know sense. you don't really like this mm-hmm. because all these things again are split second. You two, you are hungry, you and you are actually, hungry. I just want to come home and yes. let someone cook for me. Yeah, but. I'm rushing. I'm trying to get them ready for mm. bed. I'm trying to do so many things at, at once. I'm trying time, to paint yeah. a real ceramic yeah. oh, scenario ab- now. Absolutely. So where do I tell my child, okay, I know you don't like it. In which words? This is in a very calm state. But mm. in the reality of it, you are not saying, oh, my darling, I know you don't like no. it, but can you just no. manage? No. You're not doing all that. No. You're in Nigeria, woman. You're like, my friend, you better, if it you don't eat, you yes. go to sleep. You go yes. to bed, you sleep. Yes. Yes. That's yes. a threat, right? But yeah. you know that your child is not going to go to bed hungry. Bit, yeah. But you're also threatening them. Yes. So if you don't eat it, blah. Blah, blah blah but but that's the thing you know you said something at the beginning um, at the beginning of this that you know it's not something they were used to the beans was not something they were used to mm-hmm. so already that behavior of them they were not used to eating it so suddenly you want to let them start eating something they're not used to because it's your own convenience right. so you're not thinking about their own you've not given them options so even if Where you do we have time for options? No, you, we are something, but, but the thing is that you've not introduced them to this beans eating so how would you expect them to suddenly you're introducing it to them and you expect them to take it on by that? You need to think about their feelings. You need to be considerate as a parent because mm. remember, you're dealing with a human. And that's the thing. They're a small person because you are the one that did not introduce that beans eaten to them. It wasn't their choice. Okay. You know, but the thing, wait mm-hmm. now, let me land now. Hmm. So you having beans with them, <laughs> You can have, you can give them an option. Right. I'll put pizza in there. Convenient food, but it's not all the time. Because remember- But we want to eat healthy. We don't want to eat No, no, but but, but, Mm -hmm. what do they call this? You have, what's the name? When you're doing weights and they'll say, oh, you have good days and bad days. Right. Those are your bad days that you know that you, you have, you have to compromise in the sense that- because what the, is big, big English? No, no, it's true. Compromise. It's, it's, it's compromise. I'm being, I'm playing devil's advocate for some of the parents listening to me. I'm thinking, who has time for that? My no, friend, but, but remember beans, what we said. It's, it's a behavior we right. are learning. Right. It has to be intentional. 
it has to be habits. So that was the beginning of this. Right. It's a process. So you But I'm tired at 6.30 and the quickest thing... Absolutely. How old is this your child? Is this your child old enough? Have you trained this child enough for him or her to put pizza in the oven? If we're talking of a baby and a toddler, it's a completely different thing. Then you you have to make something else. Yeah, you are serving that child, especially if the child has allergies. You have to think about all that. But if this child you're talking about is 8, 9, 10, and you have confidently shown them how to manage the oven, a simple oven, a simple microwave. In some cases, remember it's maturity, a child that can put on the gas eater or the electric stove. Remember, it's not all true. It's not about age, but about maturity. So if this child can Let's do just do this, a disclaimer from 13 plus, please. Before people come and say, we stole them to go and let their no, nine-year-old no, no, go and turn no. the gas. 13 plus, please. But so, disclaimer. Yeah, if, mm-hmm. if a child is <laughs> matured enough, right. because remember, there are some 13-year-olds that are not matured. Eh, ah, well. So that's another disclaimer. Yes, we have busy lives, but also trying to have a work-life balance. Is it every day we do this? Is it every day we're going to be compromising for our children? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But the thing about it is that it's not all the time the parent has to win. Okay, so wait. Let it's me. All this the compromise time. that you are saying. Yes. Or you mentioned something and about that is allergies. about. This is where it comes to emotions and feelings as well. Because if you're telling your child that I, as an adult, have to have my way all the time, how will they be able to deal with the outside world? That I, as the person of authority, have to have my way all All the the time. time. How would I be able to? Because remember, the home is where they learn all that from. They learn those things from. So those are the things you're Mm. trying to... Because if, you know... It's it's the compromises, the saying that, oh, I see you, I hear you. So when right. they go outside as well, they are like, okay, I don't agree with you. I don't right. agree with what you're saying. And in the world now, we have so many different ideologies. I have my own opinion as well. And I think I need to be heard as well. Right. So those are the feelings, emotions, self-confident that we are learning from home. Right. I'm willing to compromise. I'm, I mean, one of my children, he doesn't like carrots in his jollof, in his fried rice. Right. So it took me a while. I was like, it's carrots, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it like doesn't it in the just rice. like it yeah. in the... So now I had to compromise and said, okay, when I go shopping for vegetables, for fried rice, I buy peas separately. I buy green peas separately. I buy pepper stuff, but I don't buy the one with the carrots. Wow. Because of, I am considerate of him. His feelings. It took me a while. Because I was like, of course, the parents like, what do you mean you don't? But I was not like, remove you know, the carrots, it won't kill you. Exactly. What do you mean? Eat the rice, Joe. Exactly. But I was not like, <laughs> okay, I've right. gotten my way for such a long time. Mm. If I don't cook this jollof rice with the carrots, it's not going to. And the thing about it is that this particular child is the one that eats the most Nigerian food. He will wow. eat ogbono. He will eat pepper soup. He will eat. But fortunately, it doesn't. So I was able to compromise as a parent to say, okay. Rather than me putting that feeling like you had with the beans in him right. and said, okay, I'm just going to be like, oh, whatever, you're just going to eat it. I decided to remove that to saying that, okay, I'm compromising. And fortunately, children will hear you more. Children will hear parents more. They'll hear your instruction Because more. of your actions. Because of your actions. Yeah. They're like, okay, this that woman or yeah, this man, true. or, you know, they're thinking of me. They're putting me into consideration. Mm. So those are the things, you know, the repercussions of... What we do in the home, how we 
replicate over and over again if we don't think about our behaviors, our habits, and making them intentional. Right. Okay. So you've even covered some of the next things I was going to say. But then this now brings us to the power of saying I'm sorry to your child. Because let's say you've done all that. Let's say, for instance, you ignored, let's do the carrot instance now. You've always cooked fried rice with um, carrots in it and you know he doesn't like it. Now, how do you now come to a place of saying, maybe let's say, for instance, he now decided to throw a complete tantrum on the table. I'm not eating it. I don't care what you people do. I'm not even picking the carrots out of the fried rice. I'm not eating it. <laughs> how do you now get to a point, rather than you, again, your default is to say, my friend, I cooked, yes, it is your food, food now. I cooked it. You I was don't... in the kitchen working myself out. Exactly. You didn't pay for this food. I'm blah, blah, blah. It's my money. There you go. All those threats and all of you that are doing it. God is watching all of us, including me, that we do all these things, right? Now, where do you now get to a point where you now realize, I don't want every time I cook fried rice to be drama. Where do I now get to a point where now actively now tell my child? Because our own way or the way we grew up is that our parents never... There's, I saw a tweet the other day and said, um, you're about to apologize to your child as a Nigerian. Go. What we do is like, are you hungry? Did you sleep? Do you want a drink? I've seen that. Right. Too. So rather than doing all that dance around the situation, where do you now get to a point where, which is one thing I've, I said in the beginning that you taught me was that you actively and vocally tell your child, I am sorry. I'm sorry. Or even if, let's say it was a day where you even forgot. You yes. were just in a hurry. You had 30 minutes. Everybody was just hungry. You all came yes. home. You need to whip something up in like mm. 30 minutes or an hour. And you just forgot. And just the only thing you found in the freezer mm. or in your fridge was, was a bag of mixed vegetables. Mixed with carrots, with, yeah. And you just put it in there. Yes. And he gets to the table mm. and has a look. I mean, and that's the reality. Do you we? Put, yeah. yeah. It's not intentional. Right. That's the thing. And I think for me, it's the communication with the child hmm. Can you hear the way she said? Communication. communication. <laughs> the way you talk. Talk, talk, mm -hmm. please. talk, talk, uh -huh. solo. Please, uh -huh. the what other talk. Nigerian name? Uh, the way you yarn them. The way you talk The way you go tell them. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So it's the, you, you know, you have to speak. <laughs> please, I beg now. And let my professionalism show small now. Yeah, so yeah. they say, all that book where I go read, make it show now. Eh? You see, her broken is worse <laughs> than my own. Just to tell you, if they say we, we are supposed to collect money for broken, we will not get they one will sell us. They will sell no, if we're meant to earn money, we will not earn one piece. See, did you see? Did you just hear that? Please, let's go back to your. Don't speak no English. Don't forget that broken. It's not going to work. It's not so, going to work. Yes. So I, I, I think it's you know telling the child, oh, I'm, oh, I forgot. You know, I know you don't like it. You know. Let the child, if the child is going to remove the carrot, because remember, it's the way you would treat a, a, a much baby toddler, seven year, it's different from the way you treat 11, 12, 13, 14, right. 15, 16, That's 17, right. 18, 25 year old. I'm not cooking fried rice for 25 years. Absolutely. You are cooking it for me. No, and, and That's the Nigerian in me. Can you, did, you, did you catch that? <laughs> Why can I not cook for a 25-year-old? Because our mothers used to say, you're old enough. I'm not cooking for you anymore. But Why? if they didn't show you, you would just burn the whole house down. The kitchen, everything would just come out. So, you know. Oh, my uh, gosh. So, what I'm trying to say is that even sometimes you can tell the child, okay, what do you want to eat today? You give me an option. Right. Some people have timetables in their house, so. Food timetables, the old school. Yeah. Absolutely. Some people I can't and, do that. And the thing about it is that the whole family and for me I They get to chip in, yeah. Absolutely. I even respect even in my household, I don't have a timetable. So when parents tell me, because it's what works for you in yeah. your house. Yeah. 
True. Absolutely. What works for you in your home? You know, some people are more organized, you know, that some parents are very organized. They don't want that stress. So they know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, breakfast is sorted, lunch is sorted, dinner is sorted, right. whatever. If you miss lunch, whatever we have on the timetable for dinner. And they might change it every other day. They might change it every two weeks, every month. You know, people switch it up around yeah. and everything yeah. like that. So the thing about it is that is if you don't have the timetable in your house, it's telling the child, okay, I forgot as I said, it's communication. Oh, it wasn't intentional. The sorry part is saying, oh, you know, I remember when I was doing the jollof, when I decided to um, take the carrot out and I told him, I said, oh, it's because of you. I've decided not right. to cook with carrot. Right. So he was aware that I took his consideration. Right. I made it a big deal right. to let him know about it. Right. So that is the sorry part. Sometimes it's not like, oh, I'm sorry you have to say, but, you know, you bring it to their attention that, okay, I was not doing it the right way. You know, I'm co I, I am now considerate of your own feelings. I've right. put your feelings into consideration. I've put your, you know, I've thought about you. Because if we don't eat carrot and fried rice, it's not going to take anything yeah, out no, now. Ah, ah. So it's good that we're even talking about food because I think that's even the simplest thing people can relate to. And then you can spill that over to different things different in your child, right? Different activities, Probably people that were like that and were forced to eat those things. Mm. And then they're older and just like, you know what, I'm never because my just parents... Just like the beans you said. Yeah, because yes. my parents tormented me on eating maybe mm. fish. There's so many things yeah, I don't like so eating now things, just because... Yeah. So, yeah, this food thing is just even bringing back. I think this is very therapeutic for me. I'm just vexing now. So, I don't like Amala. You can imagine going up in Ibadan and not like... I don't like... Uh, first of all, I never liked it. Just the look of it. I used to call it black food. For those Amala, that know guna, guna. Me, I call it black food. If you don't know what this is, it's just yam flour that they've, it's been cooked yes. in hot water to kind of it's, make like a yeah, mash, yeah, right? Yeah. That's the English way to put it. Yeah. But, Amala. Like sweet potato mash. But or for the Nigerians, potato, you yeah. know amala. amala. And I tell people I don't eat Amala and there's this look on my on their face, right? So I didn't like eating it. I didn't, I just... just I remember I, the feeling when you told me as well. I associate it, like, really? yeah. And you I associate it with Ewedu. I just, those two, I can't, I can't eat it separate. I can't eat it. I can't stand it. Mm. Now, I now went through a phase where my mom was like, okay, you don't even eat it. That's fine. But you have to learn how to make it. Her excuse was, if you marry somebody that knows how to eat it and likes it, what will you do? Will you starve him, right? So, <laughs> so my teenagers, she would make me make it because they wanted to eat it. Now I'll be making it and coughing and sneezing and <gasps> wheezing and stuff like that. And she'd be like, no, if you yeah. like, put all your saliva inside. You are making it. You have to making it. You have to learn how to make it. Alabama, she share you. It meaning you have hand, you cannot walk. <laughs> And right? that is not working. That's not working. Lazy, like, you know, and I would be literally, because I was obviously breaking out in hives and the powder, I was reacting to it. Yeah. She didn't, at the time, it was me just trying Ninja to avoid. Ninja parent in action. On, I know. Until there was a day, my dad, one of my dad's friends came to the house and they wanted to eat Amala. So it was, you know, let's make, you to come here, you are making it. And I just used to dread. And I was doing all that huffing and puffing and stuff, Right. And he just saw me. I think he walked through the kitchen. I was like, what is wrong with this child? And he said, oh my God, she's reacting to this thing. You need to stop. And then that, my mom was like, I, I just thought wow. she was just literally, right? So wow. for me, even just the thought of making it till today. Still. Yeah. 
But yes. that was how I stopped even trying to learn how to make it because yes. it, and he was just like, you want her to die? Absolutely. And that's the thing. The thing about it is that looking at it there is you were able to dip into your own emotions and feelings. Mm. You were able to go back. Right. Imagine a parent that was not able to go back on how they felt at that point in time when they were not when they were asked to do what they didn't like. Right. And that parent is doing that same thing to, to their, their child. child. Saying that, oh, I survived now. I'm not dead because nothing happened to me. You know, that kind of a mm -hmm. thing. So in, in everything we've been talking about is us being able to go back. At that point in time, how did we feel? Not that your child wouldn't survive it. Not that your child wouldn't be who, or who he or she is going to be. Right. But how did they feel at that point? The memories they have, because, you know, thinking back of, to those memories as well, you to you think that, oh, I didn't like how I felt. Right. So, yes. So, well, there you go. That's That concludes this uh, episode. There will be more episodes on parenting, big questions. Thank you for listening to the Suya podcast. Before we go, um, I'd like you to mention all the titles of your books and where they can be found um, and where people can obviously find you and the services you provide. Um, in short, I'm just saying market yourself. Go. Oh, um, my books. I have um, four books and you can find them all um, on renniadejuan.com. Um, the newest one that was out, um, the most current one is um, Crossing the T's and Dotting the I's um, in Childhood and Parenting. So just go to renniadejuan.com forward slash shop and you'll be able to find it there. And you can get me on um, different social media platforms such as LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Facebook. So Renniadejuan as well. Right. So there you go, people. Um, everything you need to know about childcare. And you have an app as well. Can you please let people know yeah. uh, where they can find the app? Is it available on Android or? Well, yeah. Yes. Yes. We have, we have, um, there's an app which kind of provides childcare services for parents. So you go on the app, the app at, um, the Apple store and Google store as well. And it's called childcare central. So childcare central app or childcare central. So it's just, um, an, a platform where parents can look for, um, DBS practitioners, um, based on their local area and, you know, find who can come to look after their children. So, yeah. And the name of our company is, um, planet Emk. We used to be known as Eden Mobile Crash, but we now um, had a change of name and it's Planet Emk. So okay. planetemk.com. Yeah. Cool. So now you, there you have it, people. Everything you need to know about parenting and childcare. Um, and we'll be back with um, another episode where we'll be discussing more. Thank you. And thank you, Rennie, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you.